Attention listeners, learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. You know we'll never be 100% perfect, though you can chase it. Every piece of knowledge you add to your tool belt just makes you a more rounded person. Jamie is going to be raining value every single episode, along with the amazing guests that he has on the show. They'll be from all walks of life, from all different industries, all sharing their amazing and individual unique stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has learnings from their experiences, and we want to share that with you. As Jamie loves to say, let's go get it. Alrighty, 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 guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Learn, Grow, Do, and Repeat, the first ever episode here with Jamie Tateno, author, entrepreneur, and international speaker, uh, trade turned business owner from right here in Melbourne. I'm your host. Uh, this is my podcast, and I'm so excited for you guys to be here listening in. Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, I was a tradie, left school when I was year 11, um, in year 11, so to say, and uh, never looked back. I was only meant to be working over the Christmas break, just helping out a few few friends, and then all of a sudden, I, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, this is um, cool, making money, you know, waking up early, part of, the, part of the crew. I'm a man now. I go to work. I make my own money. I'm a tradie. I love this. Um, so I never had to end up going back to school. Never did year twelve, uh, and then began my my journey, I guess, so to say, uh, as a trader. Began that, and you know, for me, it was like I said, eleven years in the game, and it was always something that I, you know, growing up, I wanted to sort of be a trader. Like my, my father was a trader. My grandfather was a trader. Both grandfathers were traders. Um, you know, and then it just happened. You know, we had a lot of trader friends. Uh, around when I was growing up. So again, I just saw them doing that and I was like, well, that's what I want to do. Uh, I want to get into that space. And there it went, you know, and, um, you know, as, as well as doing that, I uh, had a quite a successful career playing football, ended up making it to a relatively high level playing semi-professional AFL uh, for a couple of years, uh, which was great and ended up giving that away because of, because of work. I couldn't manage uh, doing six days a week as a tradie, doing 10-hour days, and then trying to train three nights a week, and then having games down the weekend as well. Uh, the body just wasn't letting it happen. Uh, I couldn't recover quick enough. I couldn't get myself ready for the next week, um, and getting a lot of injuries, and it just it just meant that I had to give it up, which was um, sad looking back now. I wish I um, pursued it a little bit more, but that's all. That's the nature of the beast, I guess. Uh, you know, and on the back of that, ended up getting into bodybuilding. Uh, that's right, bodybuilding. Got myself tanned up went up on stage and struck a few poses under the bright lights. Um, and, you know, for me, that really came about, again, once I finished training, playing footy, uh, I was hitting the gym, keeping fit uh, and always exercising. And I would always see the guys in the gym and girls as well who were getting ready and prepping for comps. So I thought, hey, you know, if they can do it, I can definitely do it. Um, so I decided to do give it a crack and do a few shows, which was great. Um, you know, it was definitely a different side of me that had to come out like I said, someone uh, from playing footy and being a bit more, you know, from that side of uh, side of the fence to then having to go across and, and get tanned up and, and put myself out there and walk on stage and, you know, like I said, strike some poses in front of, you know, a few hundred thousand, hundreds and thousands of people. It was, uh, it was good fun. It was good fun. Um, and then now, you know, getting into business and, and putting aside my trade career, letting that go, uh, and wanting to do something different, you know, and, um, you know, it's taken time, it's taken a, a few years to transition from that full-time trader to now full-time working for myself and running my own businesses, which is which is absolutely amazing. Um, and, you know, recently I've been nominated for the 2019 Telstra 
Business Young Entrepreneur Award, which is which is amazing. Um, and in 2018, I was actually nominated and then a finalist for the 2018 Business News Australia Young Entrepreneur Award, which is equally uh, equally as exciting. And I'm just super grateful for that opportunity to be nominated and then to be a finalist as well in that particular award was great. Uh, and then to see get that recognition is also always always a positive. But obviously, I don't do it for that. Uh, but it's just a, it's a sign to show you know everyone out there that you know you can come from wherever you do come from. You don't have to come from the silver spoon, or you don't have to have the background, the knowledge, the experience. I never went to uni. I never went to TAFE. Um, I never did an online course or anything like that in regards to business, marketing, sales, etc. Uh, whatever it might be, I never did any of that. Uh, I personally just said, you know what, trade's cool, but I don't want to do that anymore and I wanted to get into something different. And I had to actually go out there and learn a lot. I learned a lot through experience um, from making tons of mistakes as we do, as you do. Um, but then from there, obviously the ability to, to come back. And I, I remember I had this friend who is still a really good friend of mine and actually a business partner now uh, in one of the businesses that I, uh, that I run. Um, he said He gave me this quote, he said this thing to me and it, and it stuck with me and he actually gave it to me at a time when I was sort of not feeling the greatest about myself and I was sort of in a bit of a dark sort of patch and you know I've always been that really positive person and energetic and always bring that um, you know be that one to bring the energy to the room you know you just that was me uh, and I wasn't really feeling it for this period of time and he said to me he's like Jack because I, I used to be a massive reader I used to read a lot definitely not in school I used to hate reading in school um, but then when I got into books that I actually enjoyed to read that I had interest in uh, then I actually started to enjoy reading and listening to podcasts and uh, audio books etc uh, and he said to me he's like he says to me pretty pretty straight out gave me a little bit of a kick up the ass at the same time he said Jamie the hand that picks up a book is not the same hand that puts the book down the hand that picks up the book is not the same hand that puts the book down and when he said that, it was just like this light bulb. It was like, I get it. Like, it makes so much sense. And I'm sure you guys get it as well. You know, once you pick up that book and you read it, you get that knowledge, you get that content inside your head, inside your brain. You've got that forever. And it's not the same hand. You're not the same person when you put it back down. Um, and that really in- inspired me and sparked me to get back into the reading and self-development and get myself back where I needed to be personally for myself. And then once I got myself right, then that gives me the ability to impact others around me. Um, and that was a real, real turning point, which again sort of leads into why I decided to create this podcast uh, of recent time. A lot of people have, you know, been asking for advice and asking for direction, and I love, love helping out, love doing that. Um, and I thought, hey, how can I reach more people? What can I do to to get in front of more people? And I thought, well, there's no better play, better place to do it than a podcast to be able to reach people all over the world, sharing knowledge, sharing content, getting amazing guests on, um, and I've got some amazing guests teed up. Uh, just huge huge I can't wait I was when, in, the, in the process of starting this podcast the first fear limiting belief I had I was like who am I even going to get on here well actually the real one the first honestly the first limiting belief I had was who's even going to want to listen to me who's even going to want to listen to me talk and then the second one was who's even going to want to be interviewed by me who's going to want to even come on here and be a guest on the show and share some content share some knowledge share a story um, but I got past that got through that and here we are here we are um, you know I'm excited to get get it all on the way and get you guys in, in front of these people and have you listened to these guys, you know, um, you know, I'm gonna be sharing a lot of my past experiences and learnings, again, from what I've learned uh, through experience myself and then what I've learned watching other people. There's um, that great quote by, um, what's his name now? The world's richest man, Warren Buffett. As soon as I said the world's richest man, his name just flowed straight after, Warren Buffett. 
it's just something, along, something along the lines of you don't always have to learn from your own mistakes. You can learn from other people. Uh, and that was something that I've always done really well growing up. Um, and I think that's been one of the key reasons to, to, to amend to my success to date. Um, you know, and again, being at such a, a young age, having the success I've had, I think I've been really good at learning from other people's mistakes. That would be definitely one thing that if someone asked me, like as some, a young person asked me, you know, give me a piece of advice. Um, you know, obviously some of the biggest lessons we learn are from mistakes that we make ourselves, but there's a lot of little things that we can learn from others, mistakes that they've made or learnings that they've created, uh, and then we can implement them into our own lives, into our own businesses, into our own whatever it might be to make sure that we don't make those same mistakes and we get to the result a lot quicker. Um, so that's definitely been one of the things that I want to make sure I'm focusing on on this podcast. And even from a lot of my mentors and people, the great people that I have around me, the social circle that I have, um, you know, a lot of these guys and girls are really quite successful and have learned a lot on their journey and have a lot to share. So I want to make sure that I can get get these people on for you, get the right, get the right knowledge, get the right content out there because uh, I want you guys to learn as much as possible. That's why it's called learn, grow, do, repeat. We learn, we grow from it, we do it, and then we repeat. It's a, it's, it's a process. It never ends. We, it, this, this journey never ends. You're continually learning. And it's funny, as, I, as you get older, and you know me now, as I start to age through my 20s and get to the end of the, uh, the, the 20s, I, um, I'm starting to notice that, yeah, you actually don't know everything. The whole ego thing just gets pushed out the window. The bubble gets burst. And it's like, you know what? The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know everything. There's just so much out there that I don't know about um, and I just can't wait to continue to learn. And you know what? As me sharing, as me getting people on, as much as you guys are going to be listening and learning, like I'm going to be learning too because everyone's got a story. Everyone's got something to share. Uh, they've all been on a journey that they've had to you know, go through some tough times and they've created their own ways of getting through it. And that's what I want from these guys to share with you when we get the guests on here. So you know, 2018 for me uh, was a massive year for a lot of different reasons, so to say. Um, you know, it started off from, I think it was like the 3rd of Jan, 4th of Jan, 2018, was just hit with, um, you know, some, some dev- I wouldn't say devastating, but just news from, you know, in regards to the businesses that I had that they weren't doing as well as I thought they were. Uh, and it put us into, a, or put me into a bit of a tough position, um, you know, which forced me to actually get back on the tools and get back into trade. And at that time, I'd been sort of working full-time in my businesses for about four months, maybe five months into the final last couple of months of uh, 2017. And in the start of 2018, when we did a bit of a review, I realized like, shit, um, things aren't working out as I thought they were and we need to make some changes. So yeah, it created a, again, the ego there had to come back. You know, I was, all, I was this tradie who left and started my own business and then working for myself and doing my thing. And then I realized like, shit, I'm gonna have to get back into trade because I can't live, I can't survive this way. Um, you know, so luckily again, always, always having great relationships with people on site. You know, I made like three phone calls uh, and it's funny, all three phone calls went to voicemail, but then all three of them rang me back and offered me work, which was great. Um, so I got back into the game and, uh, spent most of 2018 getting myself, getting the businesses all back up and running. And, and I love that, that for me, like that 2018 was a year that I, I grew so much. I grew and I'll tell you what, it wasn't the year that I expected, but it was definitely the year that I needed. I needed that, I needed those learnings, I needed to go through that for me to understand, okay, cool, well, you know what? It's not always sunshine and rainbows. This whole journey of business and you know isn't gonna be as uh, as as glorious as what Instagram maybe makes it out to be. Um, and I'm sure you guys know exactly what I'm talking about right there. Um, so again, you know, I, I, remember, I remember this one night in particular when 
the work I was doing was sort of running slow and then it was running coming towards the end. And again, when you're in the industry for 10, 10 or so years, you start to see when the jobs are coming to an end and then you got to like, okay, cool, well, I don't know if I have a job maybe in the next two or three weeks. Uh, so I had to start looking for work. And I remember I was having a really, really bad night. Um, it just wasn't feeling it. I was just feeling so for myself. I was down. I was, yeah, it was a shit night, put it to you that way. And um, I remember waking up at around, I think I went to bed at like 8.30, 9 o'clock and I was waking up at 4 a.m. to go to site. And I remember waking up at like 11.30. I'm so, I've just got to get up and I've got to do something. I couldn't get back to sleep. I've got to get up and I've got to find work. And again, at 11.30 at night, you can't really be ringing people asking them, do you have work? <laughs> you, you, you need guys in two weeks? Um, so basically, I was on the computer for maybe like two or three hours and I wrote down, I researched every single crane company uh, here in Melbourne, created an Excel spreadsheet. I love a good Excel spreadsheet. Uh, had it all color-coded and stuff like that. Who was going to ring first? Who I really wanted to work with? Had it prioritized. Um, and then first thing, that next day, I got on the phone and I rang every single one of them up. I think it was around 55, 60 companies that I rang for different types of work, you know, part-time, casual, full-time, whatever. I just want to work. Um, and I, like I said, I rang 60, 65 companies. And I think I ended up getting offered a job with three of them. Uh, and I ended up taking one. Uh, and that ended up being really good. Got me going. You know, it kept me work. Kept me going for at least, you know, a couple months. Uh, but again, it was just that one night where I'm so glad that I, for whatever reason, I woke up and I said, "Hey, I got to get out, get out of bed, and I got to find these companies." You know, and I sat there, like I said, for two or three hours researching every single company, big, small, medium, doesn't matter what size they were. I got on the phone to them and I started having a chat to them. And I obviously had to sell myself uh, into these crane companies to get some work. So, you know, during that time, again, when you're a trader from 17 and making, working in commercial, making good money, you know, I never had that skill of well, never had that need at the same time to have to you know manage my money, manage my funds personally, and I think that was a key core reason as to why that I wasn't managing the businesses the way I should have should have as well. Um, but that again, 2018 was a huge learning curve, and I'm so grateful I had that because it taught me to then have to count and monitor and learn, learn accounting, learn bookkeeping, learn you know where money's going, where money needs to not go, where I'm spending too much money, where I'm not spending enough money, where's good money, where's bad money, where are my assets where my liabilities and I had a general understanding of what these things sort of meant but I never really went deep enough to wanting to know exactly like when is it good and when is it bad and when do I need to like get shit done to make sure it doesn't continue the way it's continuing um, the way it's going and so again that's what I want to do with this podcast as well some of these episodes I might bring in some of my my, my advisors and get them in to chat to you guys on a basic level do you know like what's PAYG for me I never knew what that was till maybe like two or three years ago you know, I was 25 and I was like, what the, what the hell is PAYG? I just thought that, you know, tax, they just pay it and whatever it is, it is, it just goes and the government takes it and whatever. I never knew what that meant. You know, and, I, and I'd be paying, I had been paying tax for eight, nine years at that time. So some basic skills and some basic knowledge that I want to get my, my advisors to share, the people that I work with, people that I use, personally use, I want them to come on, to share, have a laugh, give you guys some, some key pointers, whether you want to get into business or whether you don't want to get into business, it doesn't really matter. Some of the stuff that they're going to teach and share with you is just good knowledge to know. There's no harm in knowing. Not to say knowledge is power. At the same time, all having too much knowledge is great, but then action on the back of that is super important as well. Just a little side note there. So again, guys, 2018 for me wasn't the year of sunshine and rainbows, like I said. It was a bit of a challenge. Um, and 2017, like going back two years now, 2017 was a year of growth. And you know, that's when I started this whole journey of, of business and 
I look back at that now, I'm like, I've got this massive smile on my face. I'm just so grateful that I took the risk and I jumped in. Like right at the end of 2016, I made that decision, I made that commitment that I was going to do something different. And right from day one of 2017, I was just pumped. Like I spent almost 365 days of 2017 just pumped to be in business and, and growing businesses. I think in 2017, um, I started and, and, and founded I think three companies and four brands just in that one year, uh, and I was absolutely loving it. Absolutely loving it. And you know what? Maybe we grew too. Maybe I grew too quick, and maybe the businesses grew too quick. And you know, but again, that's the learning curve. You go through that. Um, that's something that I think I had to learn myself. And you know, I'm grateful that I did. I'm grateful that I did. You know, looking back now, every single moment that things went well, wouldn't change it. And obviously, there's moments where things didn't really go as planned, wouldn't change it either. Because those learnings that I made in that time were powerful, were impactful. They're the ones that I'm going to look back on. They're the ones that we can tell stories about. And they're the ones that you get the biggest learning from as well. Um, so that was huge. And uh, But despite that, despite all that time and despite those times like in 2018 where it was a bit of a challenge, one thing I always, I always fell back on was I had this great mindset. Yeah, there was that period of time when I had my good buddy come to me and share me that quote, the same hand, the, the, the hand that picks up the book is not the same hand who puts it back down. You know, I still always had a very strong mindset. I've had that from a, a young age and I, and I think that comes from, you know, from my parents and, and from my grandparents. You know, I still remember, um, you know, I've always had this mindset of always wanting to be better. And when I say better, it wasn't to be better in the group. It wasn't to be better in front of everyone else. It wasn't to be better compared to other people. It was better for myself. It was me putting the pressure on myself. I was, I was competing with myself. And I wanted to be the best for myself. I wanted, I wanted to be the best version possible of Jamie. I wanted to make sure that anything I did, any career I ever got into, sport, construction, uh, relationships, whatever it was, I wanted to be the best me that I could be. And some people love that, some people don't love that. Again, guys, you probably know already that we're going to get judged and people are going to like you, people aren't going to like you. And there's just not much you can do about that. You know, There's not much you can do about that. And life goes on either way. Because at the same time, we personally don't like every single person we ever cross paths with. But life goes on. Life goes on. And that's all you can do. Biggest bit learning in business, a lot isn't going to go the way you want it to go. Sales calls aren't going to go aren't going to go the way you want it to go. Meetings aren't going to go the way you want it to go. Your website isn't going to look the way you want it to look. Um, you know, your, your branding isn't going to be the way you want it to, to look. Um, you know, on the back of that, we when I started one of my first businesses, Real Food Vending, did the branding, created everything, got polos made, business cards, vinyl wrapped all our vending machines. Um, and then maybe like four months into it, I realized that our branding was almost identical, if not 98% similar to another company who was also based in Melbourne, uh, who did something very similar, not the same, not the same industry, similar, but our branding, our logos, our, our, our everything was so similar. Four months into starting a business. So what did we do? We had to rebrand. We had to, but there was no way that we could continue doing that. And especially while it was still young, I said, okay, cool, now's the time to do it because I don't want to get too big and then have to try and rebrand everything. I said, bite the bullet, bad luck. Uh, my fault, I should have, I had a, I had a graphic designer on, on board, um, but I should have done my homework and made sure that our designs and our IP were secure and there was no one out there who had anything similar. But again, learning, 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 learning. That's all you can do. Um, you know, and I remember when I was younger, uh, you know, I think my footy career, the extent that I got it to and, and the, the level that I got to, you know, does go, you know, it's funny, all, all my cousins that 
we all very and my brother were all very successful in football. We all made it to a very high level. Um, so it must be something in the blood or something in the chicken that our grandparents were giving us. Um, but I remember that when I was younger, like my dad, me and my dad would be out in the backyard of our house, and we'd be doing like extra training, both for footy and cricket. Like growing up, I played footy and cricket. So it was, through winter it was footy, and then through summer it was cricket. Like there was no break. It would be footy training finished and cricket training had already started for the other guys that hadn't that weren't playing footy. So I'd pretty much finish, put my footy stuff in the shed, my footy boots go away, everything goes away, and then the cricket bag comes out, all the whites come out, all the cricket training gear comes out, and then now it's cricket season. Um, so it was pretty much like that for at least, I don't know, eight years maybe. Just did not stop. Sport, sport, sport. And I love the fact that I did that. I'm grateful I had the opportunity to play sport. Um, that taught me so much. It taught me how to win, and it definitely taught me how to lose. There's no better place to learn how to lose than playing in a sporting team. Um, because every week you go out there and there's always that chance that you might lose. Um, you know, So that was a, probably the best way to learn You know, any parents out there or, or, or young kids out there, go and play sport. Go and play sport. It's going to teach you to win. It's going to teach you to be successful. And it's also going to teach you how, how to lose and then pick yourself back up and go out there again. Every week you've got to just reset and go again and go again and go again. And you know what? You might be you might be playing in, the, in a very successful team. Like our cricket, the team I played in our age group, we played oh, maybe like six years together. And in that six years of cricket, starting from maybe like under 12s all the way through to under 17s, under 16s, I think we honestly lost. This is not a word of a lie. I think we lost no more than four games. Now I'm talking there's maybe 15 games in a season. And every year, I think we won, out of the six years, I think we won the premiership five years. And we lo- one of the games we lost was in a grand final. So pretty much every year I played cricket, we made the grand final. Um, so the team we had was amazing. We had such a dynamic team. And we all went to school together. It was just great. Like that time of life was incredible, incredible. You know, and that led me on to playing VFL and, and then having an awesome career here in Melbourne. And I le- again, learning so much from the best, learning so much from the greats that had, that had played at the, at the professional level. And having the ability to train with them and learn from them was Again, just crazy. Again, I'm an 18-year-old tradie who's left school early, playing VFL, playing playing football with some of the greats, and you know, pushing it to the right to the limits to almost getting an AFL career. Um, you know, but again, looking back, huge learnings from that that perspective. Um, and I still remember this one story that I had when I started going when I was in trading. I wanted to get you know get a bit more experience, get some more tickets and some courses under my belt. Uh, me and my brother, we did our dogman's course. And I think it was a five-day course. I think it was on day three. Um, so you pretty much spend day one just doing a lot of written work, theory work, bit of boring shit, um, as expected. And then day two and three, you start to get out there. It's a bit of half physical and a bit more practical work. And then it's half theory. Um, and then the last two days are a bit more like they start to test you and it's all pretty much practical stuff like out in the field. Um, so I think it was day three on the Wednesday. And um, it was the first time that we all sort of went out in a group and did crane work so to say because a dogman is a guy who hooks up stuff and, and then directs the crane driver um, and because I'd, at that time I'd already been in the industry for six years and, and a lot of the work that we did at work was with cranes I had a very good understanding and knowledge of what needed to be done so I was all, already quite advanced in the course um, but this was just to make sure that I actually had my ticket just to tick all the boxes um, because you know you want to do things by the book and do, dot of the I's cross all the T's and do the right thing, you know. So um, getting this course was and doing this ticket was all just about making sure I was qualified and certified to do the work myself. Um, and then when I was there, again, because I picked it up quite well, and again, in my head, I'm just like, yeah, this is for me. I need to learn. I need to be the best. I need to be the best I can be. And I, I still remember that, that that course. There were so many things I learned that I didn't know 
Uh, and again, that's why earlier, like I said, as you get older and as you get more experience, you start to realize that there's so much that you don't actually know. Um, and we're driving home. I was driving, my brother was in the passenger seat. And he goes to me, he goes, why do you always have to be the best? Like, why? You know, and it, that moment there, it, it was, it became clear to me that it, other people could see my drive, my determination. And that was clear to me that not everyone is going to agree or want to be in par or on par with me and join me on that journey. And no, my brother wasn't against me. He was just asking. He wanted to know, like, why do you always want to be the best? Like, why? And, I, and that's when I explained to him, like I explained earlier, like, it's not about me being the best of the group or showing off or standing out or, or being the highlight. It's about me being the best for me. And again, me pushing me to be bigger and better and greater to achieving more. Um, and that's always been my philosophy, always been my philosophy. You know, um, you know. If, again, you guys can probably even testify to this, you know, especially here in Australia and it could be almost anywhere around the world. 25, 30 years ago, property prices were a fifth of what they are now. You know, even five years ago, the property here in Melbourne especially has gone up so much. Like I think it's gone up like 20, 30% in the last five years. Um, I remember growing up, all my parents and my uncles and aunties and family friends would always say that, you know, I wish when I when I brought my property 30, 40 years ago that I brought another one because land was so cheap. I wish I brought land because land was nothing. It was all worth like five, 10 grand. Um, where now you can't buy land for under $600,000 here in Melbourne. Um, and I remember hearing this all the time, all the time, all the time. And then when I was 18, had the opportunity to buy a block of land and I said, you know what, I'm going to buy it, you know, because I'm 18 and, you know, what's going to happen to this price in five years' time, 10 years' time, 20 years' time? So I bought my first block of land, I built my first investment property, you know, and then like a year later, I bought another one, then I bought another one, then I bought another one and I kept buying them. People were like, why are you buying investment properties? Like, why aren't you like just saving your money and like having fun and like traveling and, 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 and going out and I'm just like, I don't know, like, all, all my uncles and aunties, all these people kept telling me that they wish they brought land, they wish they put money aside and they invested. I'm like, if everyone's telling me that, then there must be some sort of, there's some trend here, there's something's happening, you know. Um, and again, that, you know, at a very young age, I was quite successful just on the property that I built this massive portfolio. Just, I didn't really have a lot of knowledge. I just went on the back of all, everyone's telling me that they wish they brought land. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the one that's talking to my nieces and nephews one day saying, hey, oh, you know, back in 2019, I wish I brought land because land was $600,000 because now you can't get land for under $2 million. You know, it's going to be a story to tell and that's probably going to be the prices. That's probably going to be the story. You know, so I didn't, I didn't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that said, you know what, you know, back in 2008, back in 2009, 2010, I was buying land when it was $200,000. It was $150,000. And I was able to capitalize on that and get ahead of the market, you know. So again, that's always been my mindset. Uh, and again, at the age of 25, like I said, I had a quite a, a decent portfolio. I'd achieved everything I wanted to. I had the car I wanted, had the motorbike I wanted, had the house, had my home. I traveled. Um, I'd been to Europe, been to America. I'd, you know, honestly, I ticked all the boxes. I ticked all the boxes that I wanted to to do by the age of 24, 25. And that was the moment when, for me, it all clicked. Because I remember having this lunch with my uh, my non-normal grandfather. And I was at his house, and he was cutting up some homemade salami. And we eating some cheese and bread and drinking some wine. And it was, I think it was, I don't know, it was maybe like 11.30 in the morning. Um, so almost lunchtime, but that was standard for him. He just drank wine with every meal he had. Um homemade wine obviously of course as well and um we had this moment like this special moment together that i'll always remember um, always remember and he's passed away now um but i always remember this this moment and this day and this and i can see it clear as day right now i can see it clear as day so we're sitting there and um he obviously spoke italian i don't speak italian um he spoke a little bit of english so our conversations weren't very flowy they were just like very 
on and off, very short conversations. It was just a lot of guessing from my half because he would speak half Italian, half English, and I had to sort of guess to make sure that I'm, I'm sort of getting what he's saying, I'm getting it right, um, and then trying to build a conversation on that. Um, and then there was this one moment, and, and then he, 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 his eyes sort of like glassed up and he started to get a bit teary. And I was like, what? Did I say something like wrong? Like, I, don't, I didn't even speak in Italian. I, I, I don't know if I said anything wrong. Um, and then he pretty much just said to me, he's like, because at that time my, my grandmother had passed away already. And he's, he said that, you know, sometimes the, the, the good people get taken too early. Um, and, you know, you, you need to live your life because, you know, you just never know when your time's going to be up. And I remember sitting there like just looking at him and those words of wisdom was nothing that was never what my nonna would sort of share, my grandfather would share with us, um, you know, but he shared it with me for whatever reason he felt obliged to, obligated to, to, to share that with me. Um, and he again, he came to Australia and pretty much just got into trade from day one. And he did that right till he retired. Um, you know, and I, I look back at his life and like they came to Australia, he came to Australia with like nothing, with bags, just off clothes and hardly any money, no family, no nothing. And he built a whole, built a life here, he built a life. He built a life that, you know, we have, that I get to live today, um, which is amazing. So for me, when, when he said that, uh, that was the moment when I realized that maybe being a tradie forever, you know, there's more to that. I don't want to do that forever. I don't want to wake up at 4, 4.30 every morning to go to work. There's got to be more to that. And that's when I opened my eyes to different business ideas and I thought, well, how else can I make money? And it was actually funny timing. Um, this was sort of just as all social media was starting to become pretty big and Instagram and Facebook. And um, and I saw this, this this meme, this quote, this something on there. And again, from Warren Buffett um, saying that, you know, so many, whatever the percentage was, 90% of the millionaires or 95% of the millionaires had an average of seven streams of income. I was like, that's really interesting. I said, I've only got one maybe two, I've got properties, and then I've got a job. Uh, and I said, these guys here have an average of seven. So it doesn't mean that they all have seven. Some probably have 10, some might have five. I'm like, I've only got two. So I can see where I'm going wrong. But again, I didn't, I didn't let that get me down. I'm like, okay, cool, this is, this is, this is where it's at. This is what I've got to do. This is, this is, okay, cool, let's go just go and create more streams of income. Seven it is, that's my number. Let's, get, let's aim for seven. So that's where the journey began. For me, getting into business and then, just wanting to create something more. Like I said, the age of 25 had everything I ever wanted. Had everything I ever wanted. And I was just like, okay, cool. Well, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to life. And I'm so glad that I went through everything I've been through. I'm so glad I had that moment. I was able to share that moment with my grandfather because that was the moment that opened my eyes. That was the moment that said to me, okay, Jamie, cool. There's more that you can achieve. There's more that you can do. You've already been doing this now for seven years, eight years at the age of 25. You know, there's more that you can do. You can go out there and do some serious damage. So, that's what I did. Now, it took again. It took some time to be able to get to that stage of you know building businesses and slowly transitioning from you know being a full time tradie to then moving to part time slash casual and then moving to no more having to go there at all. Which was which is still sometimes you know I wake up like okay, cool, where am I going? What site? And then I'm just like, oh, shit. I don't have to go anymore. I do my own thing, and that even gets me so much more excited to know that I'm actually going to work for myself and like come to my office. It's set up my way on my terms. And you know what? It's funny. You know, I remember being a trader. My mindset was all about what's the weather like? What, what direction is the wind going to be going? Are we going to get a day off? When's the next RDO? When's this? When's that? How long until I finish? What's the time? I've got 14 minutes and 30 seconds till I can get to finish. Oh, 13 minutes and 30 seconds now. I used to count the minutes, count the days, count everything, look at weekends, etc. Now, 
I work more than I've ever worked in my life. I think it was last night I was here at the office until about 1 a.m., um, you know, and I got in at around 9. So huge days, huge days. But it didn't not does not bother me. Then I'm up early this morning, got up early, got up at 6.30, went for my run, 10K run, did what I had to do, and I, and I kept going. For me, like, that there, this excites me so much more. Like, I don't worry about the time. and I don't, I don't even know what day it is today. I don't even worry about what date it is. I don't know what's going on outside this where I am. I'm just focused on what I've got to do. I've got my businesses to grow. I've got my life to grow. I've got my amazing people in my in my bubble, in my circle that I that I surround myself with, that I communicate with on a daily basis. Um, and that's all that matters to me right now. So guys, again, I'm so pumped, so excited. Thank you so much for listening in uh, and getting onto the podcast. Uh, I just can't wait to get out there and just share some amazing content with you guys. 2019 is going to be huge. So many business ideas and and things happening and coming into fruition. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the ideas guy. I'm the visionary. I'm the one that looks at something and then says, okay, cool, that's cool, but how can we do it better? How can we do it differently? You know, where's, where's, where's life going to be in two years? How can we create a business that fits into that? That's what I get to do, and that's what I actually love to do. Um, get to help people as well do that too for themselves and create businesses and, and do some coaching and mentoring. It's just absolutely amazing. When you can see that, that, that people's eyes light up, I absolutely love that. And again, that's part of the reason why I wanted to get on this podcast to share content, get people, you know, give people what they that you don't really learn in school. You know, I don't need no Pythagoras. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't remember what that is. I don't need algebra. Some people do. Some people do. But for me, that was never going to work. You know what? Some of the maths came in handy when I was handy when I was as a tradie, learning how to plus things and add things but again you know what you've got a calculator these days you've got the internet if you need to know anything you just search it <laughs> don't worry towards the end of my trading career I had my phone out all the time on the calculator I didn't have to try and count numbers there was no more drawing numbers on the ground and trying to do sums and plus this and minus that divide this I was just like nah calculator too easy, too hard to, to, to figure it out myself just get the calculator to do it so you know 2019 is a big one guys I hope it's going to be a massive one for you too um, which is why I want to start this podcast right at the start of the year so you guys can get on the journey too Get on the journey too. So I want you guys to engage, follow, tell your friends, share this with your friends, get them on board. I'm just another another guy out there who's chasing his dreams, wanting to, to change. I wanted to change my life. And on the back of that, once I do that, I can change the lives of the people around me. You know, once I do that, I can impact the people around me. I can create a better life for my family and my future family and the people in my circle. But first, I've got to create my life. I've got to do me first. Because once I get me right, then I can go out there and change the world. And that's the plan. That's what I want. So I want you guys to be on that journey. I want you guys to be on that journey to share, comment, engage. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's anything particularly you want me to talk about. If you've got any knowledge, you've got a particular guest you want to hear from or an industry or a particular topic that you want to learn about, please, guys, let me know. Um, it's been a pleasure, 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 pleasure to launch and get this first episode done. Um, I'm super pumped for Learn, Grow, Do and Repeat. You know, you guys are going to love it. I can't wait to get these guests uh, on here and have you guys listening to their episodes. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a laugh. We're going to go deep. We're going to get some really good content out of these guys. So make sure you listen in, stay connected, stay in touch. And I look forward, guys, to hearing all the amazing feedback. Um, but until then, enjoy the rest of your day, evening, morning, night, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to these, doesn't matter where you are around the world. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Be grateful. And I look forward to chatting soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Take care.